0: I'm Kyle Rice, awful test taker turned physical therapist and standardized test coach for over 5,000 physical therapists worldwide. It wasn't that long ago that I struggle with anxiety, lack of confidence, and the fear of failing the NPTE. Fast forward through the challenges, the 13 standardized test failures, and many lessons learned, and you'll see the life I have today, a life filled with love, financial freedom, and a dream job that allows me to change lives every single day. I created the NPTE Clinical Files podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies along with a step-by-step walkthrough of NPTE-based questions. All of this so that you can dominate your exam like I did and achieve your dream. So if you're a driven PT student who's looking to pass the NPTE and start creating a life you love, you're in the right place. Enjoy the show. For this week's clinical file, we have Laird, and Laird is treating a patient who recently underwent a posterior lateral total hip replacement surgery. Which of the following post-operative complications should the therapist be most concerned about observing during the exam? All right, so let's go down to the answer choices. We have A, hematoma, B, neuroborreliosis, C, infection, D, anterior dislocation of the hip implant. All right, let's go to the top of this one. Another tough MSK one here. Stuff that we need to look at, but we got this. All right. I'm training you up to be a freaking master when you get down to this MPTE. Cool. All right. So Laird is treating a patient who has recently underwent a posterior lateral total hip replacement surgery. Definitely need to know this for the MPTE. Total hip replacements are very common. There's different approaches. You have your anterior approach. Your posterior lateral approach is very common as well. So definitely familiarize yourself with the different types of approaches. One thing to keep in mind when you have a patient with a posterior lateral total hip replacement it's very common for the person to come with total hip precautions, right? So things like flexing too far, definitely 90 degrees and beyond and all of that, or deduction, or even internal rotation, those motions have a high risk for a posterior dislocation. So the reason why I'm saying all of this to you is because if a patient has a posterior lateral total hip replacement, They are at risk for a posterior dislocation. So keep that in mind because we're going to need that as we get down to the answer choices. Now it says, which of the following post-operative complications should the therapist be most concerned about observing during the exam? So if we have a patient with this type of surgery in this particular place, this posterior lateral place, like what should we be most concerned about, okay? Okay. So for those of you on the podcast, let me go through the answer choices again. We have A, hematoma, B, neuroborreliosis, C, infection, and D is anterior dislocation of the implant. All right, let's take a look at A. A. So A is hematoma. Some of y'all selected this answer. And as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, you know, our patients who undergo surgery, regardless of where it is, shoulder, hip, knee, whatever, they can end up with a hematoma. All right. Now, is that of major concern? I would say in a lot of cases, that is a postoperative complication that isn't necessarily some major emergency or critical to the overall recovery. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and X that one out for now because I don't believe that's at most concern. All right. Let's take a look at B, neuroborreliosis. All right. I know this is a big term. You're like, what the heck is that? Never heard of that before. Well, this stuff If you're not getting the really good preparation, some of these words can show up on the MPTE and kind of throw you off, all right? So this condition, neuroborreliosis, is where there's an invasion of the nervous system by the Lyme disease bacterium. I know you've likely heard of Lyme disease, right? It comes from ticks and all of that. Well, this tends to lead to symptoms like facial palsy, meningitis, peripheral neuropathy. So these types of signs and symptoms. Okay, so if our patient had a posterior lateral total hip replacement, is it likely that they would end up with neuroborreliosis? No, right? Nowhere in the question to say anything about Lyme disease or anything like that. So the therapist is not gonna be at most concerned about this particular condition, all right? So this is a distracting answer right here. I'm gonna put a fat X next to it. Nice try getting me to select that one, but I'm not gonna do it. Let's go ahead and take a look at C. C says infection. Are we worried about infections when it comes down to surgeries? Again, regardless of the placement, but here it's a total hip replacement. Are we worried or concerned about infections? The answer to that is absolutely. Infections can cause a complete rejection of that surgery. It can cause, you know, a lot of major problems in the body, like sepsis and all of these things that can actually be medical emergencies, right? And so is infection important? Absolutely. I am concerned about that. I am, you know, going to be taking very careful examination to make sure that the person doesn't have an active infection. And so I like C right now. Okay, let's hold on to it. We're not done yet. Let's take a look at D. Quite a few of you selected D here anterior dislocation of the hip implant. So, as we're thinking about this, we have to go back up to what I was saying earlier. This patient has a posterior lateral total hip replacement, meaning that it's likely that they would have more of a posterior dislocation we're concerned about, not an anterior one. Therefore, D not likely to be correct because I'm not that concerned about an anterior dislocation of the implant. So I'm going to go ahead and put an X next to D. What does that leave us with y'all leaves us with C our best answer infection. Congratulations to those of you who got that one correct. I am super, super proud of you. Despite whether you got it correct or not, or regardless, I want you to make sure that you're taking away stuff from this question. Now, I know a lot of you listening to me are on your way to your clinic, or maybe you're coming home from your clinic right now, or you're in the gym, whatever it is, right? I want you to know, and I talked about this on my last episode, that I've been getting a lot of students reaching out to me saying, coach, you know, I'm stressed out because I'm working 40 hours in the clinic clinic is tough. You know, it's a lot of energy going in. By the time I leave to go home, I mean, I want to get some time in the gym. I want to get some time to eat. Like, when do I have time to actually study for this MPTE thing when I got it coming up, you know? And I get you because I was in that same exact situation as well. And it just seemed like it was completely unfair, almost unrealistic for you to come home and dedicate two, three, four hours to preparing for this exam. I get your stress and it's overwhelming. And you start to feel like maybe this isn't going to be possible for you to pass. Well, that's the reason why I was like, you know what? We got to do things different. I got to serve you guys. And so what I did was I took a really nice look at how many hours people were putting into the clinic and I made out a nice roadmap. It's a program that breaks things down into bite-sized pieces. The overall goal is to keep stress away from you in regards to APTE. Because I feel like if I can give you just bite-sized pieces to learn over the course of your clinicals, that by the time that you finish, you're going to be in an amazing situation where you feel confident. And any remaining time, maybe you have another extra three or four weeks without clinicals, You can just build on that and walk into the MPTE and be done. That was my approach to this. And so I made a, what is known as a clinical starter pack for you. It's already laid out, nice bite-sized piece stuff, has cheat sheets in there. It has special podcast episodes, like stuff to help you. The other piece is I give you specific things to learn. I teach on specific things that are going to give you that confidence that you need in this material that's showing up on the NPTE, all right? If you want to get more information about it, all you need to do is go to www.npteclinic.com, all right? www.npteclinic.com. Check it out, learn a little bit more, see if it's the right fit for you, and let's get you a pass symbol, all right? And for those of you who still haven't gotten our free Facebook group yet, yeah, every single week I'm in there giving tips and tricks on how to pass the NPTE, test taking skills, confidence building, you name it. How about you join us over there? It's absolutely free. www.nptegroup.com. All right. So whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Ghana, Overbreak, wherever you're at in podcast land, go into the show notes, click the link in there and you can get it. Hi, this is Kyle and thanks for downloading the podcast. I always enjoy spending this time with you and I hope that you leave today feeling motivated and with a better understanding. Make sure to subscribe to get new mock NPTE questions each week. I deeply appreciate your support. It helps keep this mission going. And as I always say, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you next time.